It's often not until we find ourselves some way down the road that the importance of the first few steps become clear. Jared Ruffhead's football dreaming began in a small country town amongst dramatic rolling green hills. It seemed like the perfect place to catch up with Ruffy and reflect on a highly decorated career. Like a dog without a bone and actor out Riders on the But as we know, in football, just as in life, there is often a few bumps along the trail. Uh, Ruff, thanks for giving up your time. I appreciate we've both got the South Gippsland sort of bogan jacket on because mm. it's a proper South Gippsland day out there, so thanks for coming. Well, I'm inspired. I do have one of your Bulldogs jumpers, but <laughs> it's a little tight on me. Um, <laughs> this is something that I've never had in my life, and since knowing you for the past four <laughs> years, this is what I've found that you are one with. I like it. So, for me, this is, this is game day. First question, have you come to play? Yes, I'm prepared. OK, well, yes. then I've got it. I know you've got, yeah. Mushrooms, yep. Do you want me to eat one? How many, how many would no, there's we 14 or 15 there. there. So, so can... I've had that last <laughs> night. I've cooked them in the pasta last night. So explain that to me. So your pre-game meal is... Spaghetti bolognese. Spaghetti bolognese, and yes. it has to have a certain amount of... Well, I used to, in my heyday, I was a bit, um, how would I say... Um, OCD? I, yeah, and I had <laughs> the same routine. So I used to yep. walk uh, Safeway or the supermarket the same way, and I'd start off with... <laughs> A brown, brown onion first, and then 14 mushrooms, and then the meat, pasta, drinks, pay, home, cook it. Always the same. Yep. What would it do to you if it was if something was a bit out? Say you get to the supermarket and there's only 11 mushrooms available. I'd ask. <laughs> I, you guys played that prank on me when we were in Ireland too, the night before we played the Irish shit. You knocked on my door and... I was nearly asleep, and then you and Rui have thrown a whole packet of mushrooms at me, <laughs> saying, I hope you're ready for tomorrow. We maybe weren't as switched on as what we should have been no. to, take on, to take on the Probably Irish. weren't prepared as yeah. much as what you have been now. I think the international rules is, is misunderstood, because internally it quickly feels like a team and a club. And yep. the, the close bond happens really quickly. Straight away. You have, because it has to, because you're time precious and... Mm -hmm. But there was a knock on my hotel door. And do you want to pick up the story from there? Yeah, so it was the uh, Saturday, I think, of a, the day off was the Sunday, and Hodgie and I decided to go for a beer. So I knocked on your door. I said, oh, I might just ask Bob if he wants to come. And you answered it in a white flanny. Um, socks up. And I reckon you're either ironing your jeans or you're ironing your shirt. It was a flannelette shirt. And I said, do you want to go? And before I'd even finished the sentence, you were like, yep. So I don't even know if you knew that I was going to ask what you wanted to do, but I think from there we went for a few beers, went for dinner, um, yeah. and then we just hung out basically every day in Ireland. Let's, let's change gear and change timelines. Yes. Go right back to the start. But we're, we're in your pub yes. in Langatha. Tell me about, talk about the pub first. Let's, so this is McCartan's uh, Hotel in Langatha. It's one of two pubs. Uh, two pub town. Two, yes. And, Fair bit of competition. Don't mention the name of the other one. It's is walking it distance. Montague's and well, the I did, wanted to hope you didn't walk in there first when you came. So, <laughs> in terms of uh, yeah, reinvesting back into the town and um, the footy clubs and stuff like that, it's 
pretty cool. So it's, there's a there's a professional element to it. Of course, you want to make a buck out of it. But is there is there a deep sense of community wanting wanting to stay involved in where you grew well, up? Well, yeah, I guess. Like I've got family still back here. You know, my parents are both here. Uh, I've still got some grandparents that are here, uh, and you know. The, foot, the jumper you see here, this is the one that I wore in a grand final in 2003, so I still have that. So, so this, is yeah. the, this is the Lean Gather Parrots jumper? Yep. Uh, the boys yep. have just gone back to back themselves and are trying for a three-peat this year, so... Uh, have they called you in for a pep talk of how to go nah. back to back to back? <laughs> it's a missed opportunity, I would have thought. <laughs> I respectfully... I thought deeply about bringing my... Uh, well, when you invited me, you said you were going to. Well, I thought better of it because... The, as you know, one of the oldest rivalries in this area is mm -hmm. the Parrots and the Gulls. Mm -hmm. This is... War Eagles footy ground is... Western Park. Built. On a tip. <laughs> Some of the football was pretty rubbish too, Grant. <laughs> Some of it was pretty good. Some of it was all right. Uh, but we're old rivals. So this the is The Seagulls? Kind of a, How far uh, from the beach? About two hours from the beach. <laughs> Talk to me about growing up and playing playing footy for the Parrots. Yep. And I've got a sub-question. Were you aware of the home ground advantage? Because we're in the South Gippsland Hills here. It was an unfair advantage to, for you guys to play home games here because we had to drive through the windy yeah, hills. But it's no different Mate, than when we out, come to yours. But you were, no, you're acclimatised to it. You were you doing get... it all the time. You had you had your sea legs. We'd get out of the car from Warrigal. I was green in the gills. My cheeks <laughs> yeah, looked like this jumper. No way. It still happens. It's not a Unbeatable. flat, straight road anymore. <laughs> so you, it depends if you went through Poo Wong or you kept going oh. through the windy roads. But to your question, being country kids, I think the, the goal was to play senior footy, let alone yeah. AFL footy. Um, you know, Dad's got a 30-year reunion this year for an 89 premiership team. Yeah. Um, and you look at how excited some of those guys get just yeah. to catch up again and I think... You know, that was what you wanted to do as a kid. It's just yeah. like, I'll play senior footy at Langatha and hopefully win a premiership there. Were you one of the, were you the little kid hanging around the footy rooms? Yeah, I was that. I was a boundary umpire. I, was, yeah. I did the scoreboard. Um, What'd which, you get paid? I got 10 bucks and then I could go to lunch, which was... A oh, we got five. Look at that. That's the difference big in inflation. A, five years. You know, there was no junior footy, so it was under 16s from 12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, so not, yeah, right. So we had a bit more of a. We didn't have many. We didn't have much juniors. So um, were you a, were you a gun? Like were you a good player? Don't get all self-deprecating. No, not right? really. Because I played a lot of basketball. So so at sixteen, basketball, footy. Yep. Much better at basketball, skill-wise. Uh, or... Oh yeah, well, I thought so. What about interest-wise? Uh, but basketball was my interest. Basketball. Yeah. Who was the poster on the wall? Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. You? Uh, yeah, Jordan. And Pamela Anderson, eh? <laughs> She's not watching. She's not going to look at... She might be. She, she can't look at the camera and go like this <laughs> and say, Pam, you know... Hey. <laughs> she might be watching. Go straight into the, the glory the days of the yeah, footy. Yeah, right. Love it. I know you do. The Hawks dynasty of premiership success that now, when we look back, is one of the great teams, maybe the greatest team of all time. But what about, what about the first one? What did, what did that yeah. do to you and what did that do to the team so that the, the 2008 grand final against the Cats? Yeah, I, I think 
uh, it was probably it came too soon for a lot of us because we thought it was just going to happen year after year. And um, I remember one of the stories that was that throughout the whole team we came back with an extra person in just body fat and skin faults. So, <laughs> you know, as 21-year-olds winning a premiership, you just get carried away. And you know, it was Hawthorne's first one in since '91. Yeah. Um, Cross last game, Dewey had come across, you know, little things like that that just added to the story and we probably just took it a bit too far in celebrations. Yeah. And then I guess we didn't probably, we thought that the same game plan was probably going to work. Um, so yeah. we didn't evolve as much as what we, as yeah. what you see teams do um, yeah. in today's game. So, you know, we we get to halfway through 09 and it's just like, well, can we make it or not? And by the end, I think it took to the last game of 09 to work out that we were going to be yeah. um, not playing finals. Do you reckon that's when the penny dropped a little bit for that group? No, the penny probably didn't drop until the end of 2011 after we lost yeah. the prelim to Collingwood. Um, that, you know, who knows How if we're ever going to get back, yeah. So then we go, so the, the, the pain of the 2011 prelim. prelim, how significant is that? Oh, we, you know, we were top and we were leading in up until yeah. five minutes ago in the game. So who knows what we would have been able to do if we got there in 11 because Geelong were obviously the, the team. And then the next year, uh, Sydney, we were the, the best team all year and lost in the grand final. And probably took till after that game where um, the leaders probably took a fair bit of responsibility that we were um, do as I say, not as I do type yeah. thing. And that was a chat in, around Christmas time of 2012 where it was just like, right, we need to change as a leadership group. And a few young boys voiced their opinion that we've heard this before, are you actually going to do it or not? And I think from then on, you know, we, we did. We changed. Moment. Yeah, yeah. How significant do you think now? Oh, well, obviously three years yeah. after that were pretty special. Is the euphoria the same? Siren goes and you all run to each other and hold on to one another. Is the euphoria the same or does it... Is it different shades of it? Oh, definitely different shades of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, depending on who you run to as well. Like, that yeah, may right. seem weird, but I was standing next to Cameron Mooney in 2008 at the other end of the ground, so I couldn't just bolt to someone. Yeah. Whereas um, I think 14 was Sean and 15 might have been Hodgie. So, so you, re you can remember who you were closest yeah. to and Yeah, I can remember where I was, yeah. Like, that, they're the things that out of your footy career, that's just like that moment right there and then is just, they're the things that stick yeah. in your mind. What, what, did, what didn't we see? I think just how hard we were on each other. Um, I used to hear John O'Brown talk about when they were successful, sometimes you'd feel like when you were playing against them, they hated each other as teammates, but they were just that hard on each other that whatever you said was just taken and you'd just deal with it later. So. Um, Sam Mitchell would always say that, that he, he thought that Louis and I despised each other on field, but to get the best out of each other, you sometimes had to go hard at each other. Yeah. And that would intimidate sides as well. Yeah. So I think that and week to week we just... We had the belief within our side that we would be able to beat anyone. What's it like driving to the game when you know you're just dominant? You're just, not, not in a phone-it-in way, but do you get to savour it a bit? Clarko used to use the term too of um, cash-in. Yeah. Like, Steve Wall always made hundreds against Bangladesh, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> Jason Gillespie made 200. <laughs> so when you were playing those teams, there's a chance to cash in, in a sense. Like, you want to be playing well and, you know, these teams are obviously you're the hunted most weeks, but if you get a chance to cash in, why not? Yeah. Clarko coached me at Werribee for one year in my very first year. What did you, you, you think? I really liked him. But when I was so young and 
he, he was very sort of gentle with me, I think he... He must have known that if he had gone too hard, I might have wilted <laughs> like a little flower. The, he's the coach of the modern generation. I think that's just the accepted view. But what, what are the, what's what's unique about him behind? We've heard stories of playing songs, and I know that's kind yeah. of a bit of a cliche, yeah. you know, because it's obviously you, well different. You, you're doing that now. <laughs> you're doing that on radio. <laughs> so. Are you taking that from you? Is that what he's taught you? Well, that's, you know, I'd never thought about it like that. But, <laughs> I mean, he's the coach of a generation. I'm the voice of a generation. Right. Who's to say? But what, what, what makes him so him? special? Other, other than just the sharp acumen? Uh, so two things for mine is that one, family is huge for him. And when you're a part of Hawthorne, I think he feels like well, you're a part of his family, really. Yeah. So he'll back you up no matter what. When I went through being sick, like he'd ring mum and dad and make sure they were okay before. And he didn't have to do much for me because um, I had the right support around me, but he was checking in on everyone else and making sure they were okay. Uh, but at the same time, he's always thinking about what's next and how he can get better and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I've read a book, Pep Guardiola, when you go out for dinner with him, or pe not that we're ever going to get a chance to, but um, after about half an hour of chatting, you can see his mind has already turned back to soccer and thinking about it. And I don't think yeah. Clarko's too dissimilar. Yeah. There's the famous stories that I heard secondhand of he would film a message, so he put himself in his in his back room or his back oh, shed heard about this. and film a message and send it to players, but on the time it sort of gave away that it was... Long? ..in the in the wee hours of the morning. Oh, yeah, in terms of when he'd film yeah. it. What, what what are we talking? What time...? Uh, it wouldn't be a surprise if he sent emails at 12 or yeah. 1 o'clock. Uh, and he's up very early too, like he's running with his dog at 5. Um, yeah. It's a really dark border collie and he's lost at running before because he's just kept running. <laughs> and it's... Five in the morning and then all of a sudden he's like, Maggie, and he'll whistle and then Maggie won't come. He's, he's like, where is it? <laughs> One morning he, had, he was late to training because I think he needed to try and find it. Sport's one thing. I, you know, we grew up, Lee and Gatha, Warrigal, they're pretty similar. Size towns. Sport's obviously one There's thing 5, to do. There's 5,000 here. Is there? How many in Warrigal? Well, you play big. <laughs> You, you, there's a bit of boredom. That's part of the essential thing. Growing up in a country town, there's a bit of boredom. You've got to have fun, don't you? Right. What did, what did you and your mates do for fun, other than play sport or...? Oh, we were just like did you ever, normal. Did you, ever, did, you normal. Ever, did you ever jump anyone's backyard? No. Backyard fence? No. Never did that. <laughs> you and your mates never yes, jumped back fences off. and stole stuff? Never stole. Oh, come on. We wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the cops. Oh, we, yeah, you went. We went. We were always... What was the challenge? What did you have to do? Jump as many just back fences as you yeah, and just Get a row of a street? Try and get through. And if there was some clothes on the line, you'd just... <laughs> oh, that's what else good. have you got? Um, You've done some good research, haven't you? I, yeah, I have. This Who is have you a, spoken this to? Is proper, Who else have you spoken to? This is a to proper... Well? I've got a lot of sources. Mm. I don't give away my sources. Oh, here we go. Thanks, Hodgie. <laughs> um, all right, let's, cha let's change gears again. Let's go, okay. let's go into the present day. So as a four-time Premiership player, 600 goal kicker, no, I'm not there yet. Are you? No. How many you kicked? 570. 570. Oh, you'll get there. <laughs> oh. Where are you right? Where are you right? How are you feeling right now? No, I'm all right. I guess uh, uh, different stage of my footy career, uh, understanding that uh, it's probably towards, or definitely is towards the end. Um, so just enjoying it for what it is, because uh, whatever happens in the next 
10, 15 weeks will be what it'll be, but there'll be a time where you never can play footy again. So even though I'm not playing in the ones, I'm still having fun playing with the VFL boys and um, having an impact there. Is that the real story? A lot of players, when they get to the end or get to near the end, there's, there's always a thing in the back of your mind of going, OK, well, can I play two? How will I handle playing twos? And you, ha you, haven't, you haven't put a foot wrong in that regard. Was it a shock at the, in the moment? No, because I'd been... Like, I had the opportunity to go. So Clarko had... You know, we'd, we'd sat down at around 15 or 16 last year and he said, what would you like to do? To me, like, I, I like the fact that one day I'll be able to say that I just played for one club, so... Yeah. Um, it might have cost me a year or two, but in the end, you know, I, might, I probably am in father time. I don't, it doesn't worry me that I'm not at the peak of my powers anymore and that I'm not playing, you know, the best footy I've ever yeah. can play because after everything I've been through too, I don't think it really matters if I am or I'm not because yeah. I've got back to playing footy. I'm still playing footy and I'm here and I've got yeah. a beautiful wife and a lovely daughter who means so much more than two hours of footy or worrying about if I'm playing at the MCG or Vic Park on the weekend where yeah. there's, you know, a thousand people. Have you given any thought to you might have played your last AFL game? Not yet. No. no. If I get back in, I get back in. But if not, what was it? I got told a story. Madden and Danaher in 92 or 93 played a whole year of the twos. People yeah. don't remember that. No. And in 10 years' time, they're not going to go, oh, rough finished in the twos. <laughs> so you're not, you're not worried about legacy or that it... It, it just take a bit of edge off. Why? I reckon my story's pretty cool already. Yeah, no, I, that's not me saying that. Well, you asked the question. <laughs> it wasn't written anywhere in my notes. <laughs> I'm not reading your notes. <laughs> you get dropped. Big news, because you're a superstar of the game. You go back to the reserves and there's the footage of you and Reuben William and seemingly out of the good sportsmanship and the kindness of your heart. You are sort of taking yourself out of the game You and, and you and Ruben talking about... Play. The f play. Good word, play. Did it kind of catch you off guard by the reaction people had to it? Because it, it yeah. had a massive reaction. Yeah, I didn't think... I, blokes told me straight after the game, I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, maybe I did. I just, he asked me how I got out of the back. I said, you ball watch and I cheated out the back. Well, I, I, th I think I think why people were moved by it, and I was moved by it, was because a player of your status gets dropped and you came out and, you know, having been a captain of the footy club, I fully expected you to... Crack the shits? No, 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 no. No, the opposite, to be... You're a club, oh, okay. you're a, you're a club man. Yeah. And then I think what that footage showed was that you could kind of rise above any of that. It's, it, it's been blown up a little bit, but he's just... A, he was. He was a kid asking just for some advice and yeah. you help him out. So, yes, I understand that it's still a footy game and you're going against two teams and it's yeah, four points combat, and that, yeah. all that kind of thing, but at the same time, VFL isn't the same as what VFL used to be either. It's, yeah. you know, the development league's gone now and you've got a lot of... Like, I've played the last two games and I've had to meet some of my teammates on that day. Yeah. And, you know, g'day, I'm Ruffy, how you going? Yeah. And, you know, and they're shaking hands saying, oh, I'm playing forward line next year. And it's just like, oh, right. You know, so even that's a challenge because some of these yeah. Box Hill boys are Box Hill listed and you might not see them at training or yeah. they're late to a game or something like that. So, um, but that's also the fun about it as well, that 
it's bringing back the fun in footy again because AFL can be so serious and so. Does it? Is it kind of brought it back to a bit of its it's Yeah, at a at a sort of pure level, a bit like what you used to in yeah, growing up. For sure, and that's no disrespect to VFL, but yeah, no, you know AFL. At all. Um, sometimes we just forget that it is a footy game, and you know it's not life or death, and yeah. um, you can still have fun. You mentioned Sarah and Pippa and you've alluded to it a couple of times. How aware were you of how emotional upset people were when the news of your cancer diagnosis came in? Uh, I wasn't aware of anyone really because <laughs> unfortunately you have to focus on yourself. Yeah. And this is, which is weird because in footy and as captains, as you know, you have to worry about everyone else before you worry about yourself. Yeah. So to then do a complete 180 and you're focusing just on yourself because you basically have to. Um, yeah, it's it's something you don't really want anyone to go through and you don't wish anyone to have to go yeah. through because in the end you become a poster boy for something you don't really want to be a poster boy for. Yeah. What about the fear? Yeah. Well, so you get the news. Yeah. Does the fear hit you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, straight away. Not straight away, but when you have to tell someone um, close to you that this is what's going on, you, I lost it a few times. Yeah. Um, you know, I spoke to George straight away because it wasn't something I could ring Sarah and just tell her straight off the bat that no. this is a phone. That's not phone a... Yeah, it's not a phone conversation. Yeah. So I rang George because I knew uh, the review was uh, happening at the time, and, I, and he'd already left. I said, "Oh, can you get?" Oh, I just drove straight to the footy club too. That was your instinct to drive. Yeah. That, that's. Other that's than home, that's home. That's I guess. family and yeah. And I knew everyone was there that I needed there. So um, I rang Jordan, said, "Can you come back?" And he's like, "What's up?" And then I lost it. Just cried on the phone. I said, "This is what's happened. This is what's going on." Um, and then got to the footy club and same thing. When you have to see Clarko and Fags and these guys, um, yeah, it wasn't good. Does the fear of does the mortality does that come into your thinking? Do you think Not about, mine. Do you think you didn't? It didn't the thought Not of dying mine. never came into your thoughts. No. no. Not that mine. can't be. It has to. It has to pop into your mind, surely. It, it, not, not, not me. Not at that time. No. I think everyone else around is more shocked as well because it's like, yeah, here's a twenty-nine-year-old, you know, fit and healthy bloke, and then all of a sudden you've got um, what's going on. It was just like, all right. Did you? Did Did anything give you? Peace? Not. Pe I mean, of course, you're not going to get peace because you've just going got to this the footy thing. club. Going to the footy club game. Yeah. Gave they... you a break from your own thoughts. Well, yeah, because I was. I'm not treated. You're not treated differently at a footy club. And blokes, yes, you got go what you've got going on, but they'll still bag the piss out of you yeah. and have fun with you, and that's what a footy club's about. And you just forget about what's what you're going through at times. Um, would, you, would you have resented if they had have been really nice to you and quiet yeah. left you? <laughs> Isn't that funny? The boys were great. The boys were great. I think, for, and it, this may seem weird, but for me, it was like a foot injury. Yeah. And you get told, I've got 12 months to get, get better and get right, right and then yeah. I'll be fine. And so then, I guess when you get told it's shrinking, it's like, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a tick yeah. from the surgeon or from a... Yeah. 
physio that everything's going right. You're not you're not thinking in terms of mortality. You're like this is just on the rehab. Yeah. Steps. Yeah. Right. That's one ticked off. Yeah. And I think that helps you as well. For me, that's all I'd known. So of course, that's how I was going to cope with it. Yeah. And I think that's what's held me in good stead, getting through it. And the circumstances were bad. Well, if this was three years prior, like I'm probably not here. When you think about it, if the drugs weren't available at the time, then yeah, I'm probably not here. Do you find it weird? Oh, I just think you're incredibly brave. Mm. I don't really have much else, mate. Right. Um, you happy? You reckon you've nailed it? I think we've got some gold there. Have you told that story? Well, no, that story, Thomas. So the, the one that I've got from our international rules trip is there's two. <laughs> You've already lost it, haven't you? Go on. You're, okay, you're so we go on this trip and, uh, you know, the St Kilda boys are there and they've got a certain nickname for you. And I'm listening to BJ what? and Nick and I get told <laughs> that they call you Minty. Well, yeah, okay, so... This is good. You're going to like this. Justin Kozitsky, who yes. was not particularly mouthy on the field, but he's, he's mouthing off to her, he's giving it to everyone. And I said, I sort of turned, I've had enough of this, and I said, Cozzy, you're the last bloke who should be talking. You know, <laughs> shut the f up. And you said that word, so we'll get cut and out. <laughs> and as quick as a flop, like as quick as Robbie Muir swings around and punch, goes, shut up, mate, you've got the head the size of a minty. <laughs> Chewed up, minty. And I, it's sort of jelly, I was like, jeepers. And so I, Anyway, the play goes on, and then five minutes later, we're setting up the zone, and, and Cozzy yells out, <laughs> Get Minty! <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. And you're flat. Oh, well, I was just like, What's going on here? You I know how footy clubs work. Because <laughs> like, post game, what do you do? I text Farron Ray going, Hey, mate, <laughs> am I Minty? And he's like, Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> now, I get Minty's regularly lobbed at me by Rewald. Plat, Rewald, Montagna. <laughs> Do you, feel, do you think that's going to air? Probably, at some stage. These things always bother. Christmas day. Oh, I bet you Rocket, Rocket and Will Mincer didn't think that was going to come out either. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Uh, Ruff, we've got to wrap this up. Mate, thanks so much for having a chat. Mm -hmm. um, hope you got one final act in there, but just think you're a, a brave human being and, and I love you. Thank you. Um, you too. And now I'd like you to pull me a beer no, and if you're interested... <laughs> I wouldn't mind jumping a few of these back fences and see if we can't get... Daylight. See, that just ups the stakes. Might have to put beanies on them. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, brother. If you create a new ground and it doesn't have some of the wobblier elements of the old ones, it's, it's, they're still replaced and the memories are still made there. Yeah. Um, as a kid, the, one of the strangest things would go to the cricket and you could go to the urinal and there'd be a man doing a wee next to you and you would feel the spray of his wee on your legs. <laughs> and, and it's not right. This has been a Fox Sports production.